Hello and welcome to The Bill Podcast. Earlier this month, I received the sad news that our sponsor and friend, Simon McGoldrick of McGoldrick Watch Repairs, passed away suddenly in February at the age of 38 and leaves behind his wife, Rebecca, and their four daughters, one of whom was born four weeks after he died. It's tragic, it's unfair, and I can't begin to imagine how that family must be feeling. I only met Simon once in person, which was back in November at the Bill Reunion 7. Simon came over, there was a, a lovely little group of us, Edward Kellett, Rob Cook, Claire Norbury, Dan Christopher, and Simon and I, and we were just having a really nice chat at the end, having a beer, it was lovely. Then in December, Simon and I recorded a podcast to promote McGoldrick Watch Repairs and hear about his journey as a special constable. He served as the special constable for four years. And Rebecca, Simon's wife, has given her blessing for this interview to be released as a tribute to Simon. I hope that when the time is right, their daughters can take some comfort in the fact that their dad was a really nice man. And as you will hear, a very inspirational one, very polite, very kind, very decent human being. And um, what's happened is just terribly unfair. My heart goes out to Rebecca and their daughters and anyone who was lucky enough to know Simon better than I did. But in, in the short time that we became friends you know we we messaged each other an awful lot about the bill and Simon was a real fan of the bill he loved it as he talks about in the interview and um, just really sad I was looking forward to hanging out with him more and so grateful for his support and enthusiasm and encouragement of the podcast really quality guy I asked Rebecca if they have a just giving page she explained that they are raising money for Winston's Wish which is a charity to support bereaved children and I'll put a link to Winston's Wish in the comments section of this podcast in case anyone would like to make a donation here's the podcast which we recorded in December just six weeks before Simon's passing which uh, I'm still getting my head around because he was a lovely man this one's for you Simon and today, mate, you get the drums. Well, you can tell I've never done one before because I even put aftershave on before I came on. I, thought, what am I, doing? <laughs> I mean, when you said, oh, do you fancy doing it with a beer? I'm sort of looking out my window thinking, bloody hell, he's here. Is he here? You <laughs> <laughs> taking me to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if only. That would be nice. Well, I do have a beer. Do you have a I eat. Cheers, Simon. Here we go. Click. (laughs) (laughs) This is fantastic. And I love the logo. Yeah, yeah. It all happens in here. (laughs) Yes. What does that say? 2020 on your team. Yeah. Wow. So this is quite, it's still quite a hot off the press business bit. Yeah, well, it all started during lockdown. I was furloughed and I just, I mean, I've always been into watches since I was a kid, and I just thought, well, 
you know, I want to start a business because I was bored and I imagine everybody was bored during lockdown. And I just put an advert everywhere and in particular in eBay as well because, you know, you can upload pictures of your advert and stick them in there and people do, you know, see them. And then there was local people and I started a collection and delivery service for old people and vulnerable people for their watches. Because they didn't want to, you know, go to town or part or go anywhere that's going to put them at risk. So you know, I'd turn up to their house wearing a mask, take their watch away, repair it, take it straight back to them, and they haven't gone to leave the house. Nobody's thought of that thing before. Because I was I was doing a collection delivery service before in the food, you know, the food sector. Um, I just thought, well, I can do that sort of thing, but in the watches side. Yeah, yeah. You just feel you have to adjust. If you want to survive, you, you've got to adjust. And if, you know, things aren't going to come to you unless you go out and grab it. When did you realise, because I can imagine, it, I mean, we watch the repair shop. I don't know if you see the repair shop. Yeah, yeah, I do like the repair shop. Steve Fletcher repairing his clocks and all that. And it's so, it's so intricate and the tiniest of, tiniest of things can go wrong so i applaud you because it seems very complicated to me so how on earth did you learn how to do it uh youtube <laughs> really no, no. <laughs> wow <laughs> self-taught and youtube and read the odd book but i'm one of these people i need to see what's happening you know it's all very well reading a book but i've got to see it happening in front of me yeah. You know, and years and years ago when YouTube started, I just started watching the odd video that came on, you know, and you get into it and you try and find more and more and more before, you know, you can put it into practice. I mean, you'd always been interested in watches, had you? Like, Yeah, yeah, since I was a kid, since I've, I watched the old James Bond film, I've always been to James Bond, and I saw his watch and I got into it and I was looking at the other films and thought, what? you know, what watches he got on. And as well as the bill, uh, I've started looking at their watches, particular Frank Burnside, because he had the odd different watch on. Uh, okay. And then I was trying to identify which watch was which. Yeah, when it was so lovely to meet you at the bill reunion, and then Tom Butcher followed up and said, I loved chatting to Simon the watch guy, <laughs> you know, which was so nice, well, you know. I had to ask him, I said, well, I've seen you, you know, the up-close bits in the bell of the gold watch you're wearing. What is it? I can't, I can't actually make out what it is. I've spent the past 20 years on and off trying to work out what it actually is. And I've met you, what is it? And he finally oh. told me, it's a Timex. Oh, wow. Yeah, because he, he when, we, when we did the commentary for The Chase, he said, well, if you look carefully... Sometimes you'll see a shot forward facing of a real police car, and the giveaway is, is not wearing my watch, <laughs> the driver. Yeah, I watched that the other day. Oh no, yesterday, and I thought, yeah, it's obviously they're in a a, a Sierra and they're in a Rover, and you could tell the difference. But obviously, they're not going to be allowed to drive a full pelt through the streets of London. You know, they're going to have to film somebody real doing it and uh, go from there when i was at itv i shot it was uh, a 24 hours with the police feature 
and I had to shoot with the night shift in Birmingham in the fast pursuit car and they got a call about this um, stolen vehicle and all of a sudden we were in a 110 mile an hour car chase and I'm just bobbing around the back <laughs> filming it and I'm like it's, this is not being in the bill but real um, <laughs> it was but they there was a press guy next to me and I remember turning up and uh, they had a stab vest which made me feel bloody hell what am I getting and there was only one and the press officer said well I'm wearing this I'm like, oh, <laughs> you, take, you, you take your look <laughs> yeah yeah I'll just I'll just hide behind the camera you never say the Q word and and as soon as somebody says the, you know, the Q word Q word oh it's a quiet night and as right. soon as somebody says that or oh, Albert seems to break loose whether it's within an hour or five ten minutes or whatever it starts as nothing and then you know you're off on a chase or you know you're chasing to the other side of town you know it, it can be calm one minute and, you know, manic the next. It's like the calm before the storm. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I didn't know this till recently, but you had been a special constable, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I just initially decided to do it because I wanted to join the regulars. And somebody told me, or I believed at the time, that you could become a special in order that to be a platform into the um, regular force. And then they changed it. And nobody told me. And I went ahead and joined the specials. Halfway through, I said, oh, can I, you know, I can join the regular force contract. They said, no, 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 you've got to come out and then you've got to, you know, do all the exams again. I thought, bloody hell, that's going to take me a few months. <laughs> How do you think specials were represented in the bill? I'd, yeah, I do think that they were represented by some of the police there that they were, you know, is what we were called overtime stealers. Really? Whoa. People outside would call you a hobby bobby. Yeah. <laughs> some people would like you and appreciate the help, and then some other people would just think, why would you put yourself in that sort of danger? You're not getting paid for it. You know, you just you feel like you want to do your bit. You know, you need to just get on with it and go out and help people and, do what comes naturally to you, and you know it's it, it's 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 fun. It's adrenaline rush as well when you get into it. You know, I only did it for four years. Well, that's a long time. That's wow. Respect, man. That's. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the four years while I was there felt like forty years, but <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, you do feel like at the end of it, you've seen everything and you've done everything. But, uh, yeah, it was just the case that I had to finish because the nights were getting longer. I was starting at 6 and finishing at 4 a.m. and I had a normal job to do at 8 a.m. Oh, wow. There's not much sleep. And, you know, the the people that are actually paying you to do a job the next day, I'm going to appreciate the, the fact that you've, been out and done this all the you know the evening before how many days a week were you on shift as it were um i was i was started at two then i went to three i mean you could do as many as you like you know you just go in sign in get into your locker put all your stuff on and then just sign yourself a call sign and find someone that wants to be partnered with you and go out 
what you'd be partnered with another special or with a no no well it, it could be another special or you could be with a regular you know you go into the the sergeant's sometimes the sergeant's office or the the main room where everybody gathered so you can have your briefing like cryer did in the mornings and all of the other sergeants um you just you know talk about what's happened that night or the previous night with the other divisions etc and you know you just find out what the who the people are that you need to go out and find you know this that and the other it's, it's you know it's really good so was it a case of walking the beat and see what happens or were you always given a specific sort of task that you had to do or tasks um it was both i mean you you get a car um and one of you would you know you one of you would get a car and you you'd go around and you would get tasks as well uh you would walk the beat but you weren't allowed the uh blues and twos on on the roof because you weren't trained for that unfortunately oh. But there were a few people that did put them on. Yeah. <laughs> Not including you. <laughs> uh, 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 no comment. <laughs> oh, I'd have been tempted, I must say. Uh, cool, blimey. So w- were you in, like, car chases and stuff? Or? Um, I was, it was in a chase once where these guys had flattened a set of traffic lights and and it was in between Derby and Nottingham, and we we were basically going through Derby to get to Nottingham to to finish for the night. And a call came through that some dream drivers had nicked a car going past a pub that we were close to, and a flattened a set of traffic lights. As we got there, the people were bailing out of the car, and I was heading across a park on my own. The other guy was arresting the person that had just gone out the back and I was chasing across this field or well, well, it was a big park and you could see the helicopter above you trying to you know, get information it was um, yeah that, that was only my second week bloody hell whoa what did, did you catch him or did we get... I caught him yeah but I forgot the words I forgot <laughs> <laughs> I said to him you're nicked and <laughs> <laughs> And Leicestershire police were having a quiz night at the pub that was nearby, and they all came running over. And I said, who are you? I said, oh, I'm an inspector from uh, Leicestershire D- Division. I said, well, where's your ID? And he showed me his ID. He says, do the words. And I was like, I can't bloody remember him. <laughs> Bless you. Oh. And, you know, only the second week after coming out of you know, the training bit, because you were still getting your training, um, and I just turned around to the guy on the floor and said, you, you're nicked. <laughs> and he says, all right, I'll bloody do it then. <laughs> Whoa, that's extraordinary. I mean, how, how long was the training and what did it involve? Um, the training involved the book sort of where you've got to learn pace. Um, you know, you've got to learn all the same stuff that the regulars do. And then when it came to practical stuff, it was, you know, the self-defense, the oblique test. And then when it came to the CS spray, they'd spray CS spray into a box and you'd have to put it in. They've got like a sheet, put your face into it and they'd spray it into the box and you'd have to breathe it. Just so you've got an idea of what it's like. I just thought it was torture for the week, but... (laughs) 
is that all you carry? Like, do you have handcuffs and things like that, or is it? Yeah, yeah, you oh, have right. everything. You have the same, you know, you have the same handcuff training that everybody else does. You know, you've got the same CS spray. You know, the only thing is, is you're not allowed to go and deal with robberies because they need a follow up. Right. Okay. And if you're not there the next day, because you know your day is say a Tuesday and you're there on a Thursday, it needs to be followed up. You know, the, the day after by somebody. So you don't deal with robberies, but you deal with everything else. And then, did you have like a, a baton or anything like that? Um, yeah, you have the uh, the ass, yeah, the quick ass. It was, uh, yeah, every time I did the train, I thought they must have done this in the bill at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember the old um, Eddie Santini. I remember watching this on broadcast. They're doing shield training, and they're yelling, get back, and it's after he's been outed as a wrong un, you know, and they're yeah. all giving him a bit of a rough ride, you know, Quinnen and uh, Garfield and all that, you know. Uh, I can distinctly remember that. Get back! I have to, I have to dig that one out again. I haven't seen that since it was on. I mean, when I mean, was sorry after you. No, no, you go. Well, was uh, was the bill a factor in your sort of desire to want to do this? You know, when when did when was the bill on your radar? It was a it was a massive thing that that was basically one of the reasons i joined you know i was watching the bill since 1992 oh, wow. and the first episode i ever saw was the episode that uh, mike dashwood left no way wow you know and oh. my dad just died and i needed something that was just for me because you know i was only eight years old I needed oh. to just have a bit of time to myself. And, I, and the first thing that came up when I switched the TV on was the bell, and it was that episode. Wow. Of all the of all the episodes to be, uh, John, yeah. bless him, he's a, he's a delightful man. I'm sorry about your dad. That's, that's, um... No, no, no worries. It was 30 years ago, but it's, you know, every time I watch the bill, you get a, some sort of, I don't know. It's almost like therapy. <laughs> that's why I did the podcast. That's that's exactly why I started a podcast because I'd written a book about all creatures great and small. I was I was doing a, a full time job in a film agency, and I kind of started this book off of a, as a sort of part time hobby. And then you get to the end of it and you, and it's published and you do all the Waterstone signings and all that sort of excitement and bars and radio interviews. And when that all stopped, I had a proper come down. It was the first time in my life where I felt, I was like, I'm really low. And my wife's like, I think you're depressed. I'm like, well, yeah, I just I miss interviewing people. Yeah. Um, and I thought, what used to make me really excited as a kid? And I thought, the bill. What I go on, like you did with YouTube looking at watches, I I typed in the bill into YouTube, and I don't know if it's still there, but at the time they were all it, it was called the bill confrontations part nine, and it was all the arguments in the station, which I used to love. I used to love it when they were all going head to head in the argument, not like later in the Marquess era when they were actually arguing about crime as a, as opposed to relationships and things, you know. Uh, you know, Roach versus Monroe was popping up, and you know, 
Burnside versus whoever, you know, uh, Peters, you know. And uh, that was it. I was all. Why don't I do? Why don't I do something about the bill? And that's and in the same way, it it it, it helped me get over a little sort of downtime. And uh, it it's got that kind of special. It does have its own, I think, unique mini adrenaline rush when you watch a really good episode of the bill. I don't know about you, but it, it, yeah, it's it's for me. Sometimes it's almost like guilty pleasure, you know. It's, <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll watch it when I'm in the bath. Strangely enough, I've got. Oh, a, I do, a, I do. <laughs> and there's a laptop, and I type in what series should I watch. On for YouTube series six, I'll go for that, and I select the one, and then I'm watching it while I'm in the bath. I do the same, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it gets addictive, very addictive. I mean, you must see it in a completely different way, having done those four years. You know, you you've got a completely different appreciation, but I, I'll never have. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, beforehand, I probably had the the same one that you have now. You know, you. Um, but part of me then said, "Oh, you know, I'd love to do that." And the people that you spoke to say, "Oh, it's it's not the same as in the bill. You know, you're going to get a, you know, you're going to get a shock to the system. You know, if you decided to join." But there are quite a lot of similarities. It is more or less true to form. You know, I mean, the bickering and the falling out, etc. You know, obviously it's got to be dramatised, but the procedural stuff, it's more or less spot on. Um, how about the sort of camaraderie, the banter is? Yeah, well, that's definitely there. The locker room stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, if someone could have recorded the, the banter in the locker room where I was and compared it to, you know, the bits in Sun Hill, it's more or less the same. Wow. Oh. I mean, what what are your favourite kind of episodes of The Bill? Which... which um... Which characters draw you in? You know, are you a CID or a uniform, or do you... um, if I'm honest, CID, I do, I do tend to, you know, search out the CID um, episodes. Normally, it's the Burnside era. I do look for Dashwood as well, but it's mainly, you know, Burnside and Roach. You know, whichever DCR they've got at the time, you know, you're going to feel sorry for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as soon as Burnside left, it, it, it's good. Don't get me wrong, it is good. But the, the CID team, they, they just sort of lost the spark a bit because of the, the, the DI that, had, you know, that was all, you know, fighting for everything wasn't there anymore. When he came back in 98, that would have been his tenure, wouldn't it? DS Greg had only just left. I think he was, I think I looked and it was only something like, um, I don't know, was it 20-odd episodes before Burnside returned? Yeah, I think um, that... I, I really like Richard Hanford. I enjoyed interviewing him and, and as a whole, I, I love what he did. That, that would be my one thing was... He didn't need to lose Andy Mack as Greg. I love. There was more they could have done with him, um, and he was a bloody good actor. And yeah. um, I think they they could have they could have done more there. Um, yeah, they just sort of put him to the wayside and just used the, the you know the, the the newer people, if you like. 
I mean, I remember when um, Roach came back and the character of Burnside had only just left. He'd gone on to his own show. You know, that it's like Greg had just left, Burnside came in, and then Roach showed up and Burnside had just left. It's just a shame that it wasn't time better and they could have, you know, he could have been in that episode. It would have been quality. I mean, one of, one of the best moves, a stroke of genius, was at the end of Carver's alcoholic alcoholism storyline, and they brought Burnside in for that when they yeah. killed the prostitute. That's just... That's when a programme knows what they've got, and they punch clever, and um, that whole... I, that Carver apologised, saying sorry, Gov, to Burnside, and... You know, that's just quality. And that's when you when a program knows and that's when programs like EastEnders and Cory now, because they don't have as many of the staples that they had for all those years. I mean they've got yeah. new generations now and they've got new well, they've got new audiences but also dipping audiences. That's why I wonder how 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 much of an audience of Bill would actually still have if it was still here. In in a way, it's probably done it a favour if it were to ever come back, but it did go away for a while because you know EastEnders now gets like a million viewers if it's lucky, which is extraordinary, you know, for a flagship show. And uh, I'd hate for that to have happened to the bill. Yeah, I mean, like you say, it was pro it probably did it justice finishing when it did. You know, but apparently it was, well, I think you said that it was getting awards even at the end of its, you know, its time. Yeah, it got the, it got the BAFTA for Best Continuing Drama. And then was within, a, within a year they axed it. Um, yeah. and, and it was still getting like 4 million viewers, which fine, in 2010 wasn't a lot, whereas now it would be very respectable. Um, but I mean, I you know, I'm a big Doctor Who fan and there's a, there are, if you look at the viewing figures of Doctor Who, they go up and down, they dip, you know, mm. and, and one minute they're getting four million, the next minute they're getting ten, and like, you know, that's the thing, they, that could have happened with the bill, it would have been interesting to have seen what the kind of, I think that HD reformat where they put in the music and all that, I'd have liked to have seen that continue a little bit longer, just to see what else they could have done, because there's some good stuff in there. I mean, I didn't. I stopped watching it from I think it was two thousand and four till till the last episode, and I deliberately watched the last episode just to see, you know, what was happening and if they'd have brought any of the old characters back, even just for that last ever episode. Yeah, and it they didn't, but it was it was done really well. The thing I get told by some of the old writers, anyway, is. Well, you couldn't do the bill now because there isn't, if there isn't anyone walking the beat, etc. Policing's not the same. Well, it doesn't sound. It sounds like, from your experience, it is the same. There are. I mean, London might be different, but I, when I was there to, to, you know, to see you guys at the uh, at the reunion bit, there, I saw somebody on the beat. There are people still on the beat. They are there in a different. You know, in a different way from 20 years ago, you know. They're still wearing the tall hat. They're still, you know, talking to people on the street. They're still out with everybody. 
it can be done, but in a different way, you know, up-to-date way. There's no, you know, the, the police are there, so why not do it? Yeah. I, we have, uh, well, we have specials around here. I saw two of them the other day, and I thought, shall I follow them with my phone <laughs> and record my feet? You know? <laughs> I thought, shall, shall I ask them? I thought, they've probably got more important things to do than... <laughs> Follow and move your phone, you'll probably end up on their board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen this man? Strange behaviour, yeah. you know. There are times in London where I've seen a, a police car where the officers have obviously gone to do something and the lights are still on. And it's very tempting to get the phone out and be like, you know, getting some shots of the, of the lights. Well, I'll tell you a thing in Nottingham they used to do. There was a an old police car that was parked up at the station and it was clearly one that hadn't been used for 10 years. And they used to park it up and they used to call it the decoy car. And it would be used just to look like there was a police presence in that area. Oh, great idea. But uh, they went back, they just leave it, lock the car up, and they'd, you know, come back a couple of days later or a few hours later, you know, retrieve it and take it back. And this one time they went to retrieve the car, and someone bloody nicked it. No. <laughs> Did they get it back? I don't know. <laughs> I asked them, and they were still bloody looking for it. <laughs> That's unreal. Nobody wow. knew that there was the old police car because all the decals had changed. You know, it was an old car, but um, I don't know how they got into it. I mean, it was an old Astra, but someone had got into it and uh, <laughs> nicked it. <laughs> what were your experiences like with with the public? You know, you talked about the kind of uh, hobby bobby stuff, but you know hopefully people were respectful to you as well yeah they were they were respectful i mean before i joined you know the police i i, I didn't have any confidence at all i was you know I, I was scared of talking to people i just i just went in myself i didn't have confidence to talk to anybody and as soon as i joined the police i knew that you know i have to do this if i don't do it i'm no good at this job so I went out, and before you know it, you, you come out of yourself, come out of your shell, and you start talking to people, you know, and that brought me out of my shell, the police did. Do you, do you ever miss it? Um, there is the odd occasion, yeah. The odd occasion is only when I'm watching the bill I do miss it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, yeah it, it was a good part of my life, but, uh, you know, all good things come to an end, and... I just I had to finish it, but I did, you know, I did quite a good run at it. I felt like I did my bit, but uh, you know, I keep watching the bill, and I'll probably forever keep watching the bill. In bill terms, four years is a very, very decent stint. You know, you'd be happy with that if you were in the bill as a regular for four years. You know. Yeah, yeah, uniform. You know, they take the back of any of anything, really, don't they? <laughs> Uh, there was an episode of the bill, wasn't there? When um, one of there was a special there. I think it was one series four, series five. When um, one of the specials touched a needle. It's a stop and search. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, yeah. That's and they, they were engaged, weren't they? These two. That shows. was it. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't actually know what happened to them. 
No, it was one of those classic. Um, they've gone up for a stapler upstairs and they've yeah. disappeared. Well, it's a story people remember that one, I think. I mean, definitely. I mean, I did. I, I what, uh, watched. I read uh, Kevin Lloyd's book recently. And I saw in there that uh, Steve McQueen, Steve McQueen, sorry, <laughs> Jeff McQueen, um, the last character that he ever brought to it was Tosh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but is that his first episode as well? I think it is, isn't it? Stop and Stretch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it is, you're right, yeah. Yeah. What, what was it? like for you coming to the bill reunion and uh you know chatting to the legends and seeing them in the flesh i absolutely loved it you know i didn't know what to expect beforehand and you're almost because you watch these people you know whether it being on the tv or sat in the back of the laptop there but yeah <laughs> you sort of you are starstruck you know it's i was even starstruck meeting you because i'm used <laughs> to just watching you, not speaking to you <laughs> but what's great with what Misty Moon have done is actually give fans a chance to meet the actors, but vice versa. Trudy said to me, in nearly 40 years, she's never met a Bill fan who wasn't anything but lovely. Uh, yeah, we're a decent breed. <laughs> I think so, I think so. There was a bunch of women um, to the left of me, because I was sat on the end, and there was a bunch of women sat there, and as soon as she walked out, it was almost like, you know, they were at a, a concert, and boys only just walked out. Oh! <laughs> oh. reaction. Oh, bloody hell, she's turned up. She wasn't <laughs> supposed to be here. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is amazing, but... You know, we wouldn't have all got together and these reunions wouldn't have got together without you. It's thanks to people like you who support the Patreon channel. You obviously, in a huge way as a sponsor, actually allow me to spend my my life, do, you know, researching the bill and, and writing this stuff and interviewing people. I absolutely, you know, love being part of it. I wish I could do more, you know. I really oh, do. You should be part of it even more. Well, you already are. I mean, you're, well, well, we should do more of these zooms with with more of the guys, and we'll just have a have a wider. We'll pick some discussions and chat. I really want to do that, and I've started sounding a sounding a few out to see if they fancy it. Because I'd love to do that. Because I, I mean, I'd love to just hang out with some of you guys anyway, you know, and just get to know you all more. And um, for that, and because it, it's you know. It, I mean, it's, I, I love doing what I do, but sometimes it is like, it's just me, you know. I mean, my mm. my wife is great because she, she, she doesn't mind the bill. All creatures, great and small, she had enough of the theme tumour after a while. She was like, please, <laughs> if I hear... At one point. It was just because I was watching the episodes and like, and it was the DVD menu as well. So if, if, it, if I finished oh. an episode, it, it would go back to the menu. It would be like, please, just... <laughs> I don't want to hear about theme tune never again. Hearing in her sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. But yeah, she doesn't mind the bill, thankfully, which is good. And, and you know, but it's great, you know, when when you can talk can... to somebody who likes it rather than talking to yourself about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep seeing on Facebook people keep saying, "Oh, has Beach ever met Burnside?" And I'm like, "Yes, he has." But these people don't seem to have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> they've watched a bit of the bill but they haven't watched nearly all of it so they don't actually know the episodes that i watched recently was the i think it was about 95 96 when june Ackland's house got firebombed oh yeah they're superb the, the three episodes wasn't it when 
the lady in the street got shot when uh, oh, it was obviously for Ackland, wasn't it? Yeah. And they thought it was Steve Loxton, and they thought it was the lady that had the son in the street that got killed. Fantastic episodes. I remember watching them live uh, in a caravan in 1985. <laughs> yeah, they were so, so, so good. Yeah, and at the end, they killed off Joe. Yeah, Mary Jo Randall. Yeah, of course, she's been Inspector Morse as well. That's right. And Lewis, she popped up in the... She's oh, really? great in Inspector Morse. Yeah, she had a small part in Lewis, but she was... Her, her Morse is a... That's one of the one of the best as well. That is a great Morse. Um, yeah, she was in it for quite a while as well, for, for that whole episode, more or less, wasn't she? Yeah. I mean... When I spoke to Eric Richards when I was at the reunion, I, rem- I reminded him of doing an episode of Mitch. Oh, yeah. Which he I'm was in that. And, and you could see his eyes all of a sudden light up, like, oh, bloody hell, have you seen that? That's one of the nice things about doing this, is is being able to just tell them that their work is appreciated. Well, it's amazing how you get hold of the, you know, the actors that have been in the bill, etc. Oh, it's great. Natalie's doing some with me because... You know, Natalie's asking people who haven't done it yet, um, and they're doing them together, which is nice because it adds a completely different take on it because they know things that I would never know. You know, I watched that the other day, and I thought, how did he manage that? How did he manage to get it to, you know, to interview somebody else that had been in the cast? It's, you know, we're speaking to you now. It's, it's obviously it's just a natural chat. And then, but with her, she's obviously known this person for, you know, 20-odd years or whatever. And it's almost like the camera's not there. Yeah, it's extraordinary, isn't it? it, it yeah. yeah. I saw the the other day, did, did you enjoy your meal with uh, John Isles? Oh, we had a lovely time. Thank you, yeah. he we um, He's such a funny man. He's, he's a great, great guy. And, uh, yeah, we had a lovely time. He's, he's very easy company, John. Yeah, it did look like you having a good time, especially with the photo. I mean, I'll, my my ambition is to do one of the Bill Stars' watch, you know. Any of them will do. Oh, what a great idea. You know, I, I, it'd be a massive discount for whichever one I manage to get. But, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do one of the Bill Stars' watch even if it's putting a battery in it, but it would be, you know, it'd be an honour. Well, have you got, like, a video or anything of you repairing a watch? No, I need to get my wife to, to film me whilst doing one and oh. uh, do a few photos, but that's the ambition of mine, is to do one of the watch stars, well, one of the Bill Stars' watch. Well, yeah, because when, when I pop this together and I can send it to a few and say, you know, it, have you got a watch? Because... Listen to this guy's story. He was a special. You inspired him to do it. Now he's got this lovely business. He repairs his repairs watches. So, do you have a watch that you need repaired? Or I mean, that that would be awesome. You know, if one of them could get in touch with me, or you know, whichever. But yeah, you don't happen to wear a watch, do you? I don't actually. No, I don't. I don't wear a watch. Um, oh, shame. <laughs> not for any real reason. I haven't worn one for. Well, 20 years? Uh, I, I do get a lot of people asking me, oh, can you put a battery in the Apple Watch? I'm like, no, no, you've got to go, <laughs> no, no. To, got to, go to a bloody um, mobile phone shop, love. You know, I yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love snooker, and I'm amazed 
the some of the snooker players were where these very obviously expensive looking watches but i'm i'm always amazed that they're like you know they're they're queuing and there's this quite large watch which i'd find like I'd, on the wrist yeah 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 <laughs> like, i'd be like looking at the time you know <laughs> playing the shot. we're hearing yeah. the tick you know yeah, if I don't do well today, here's the watch I was wearing at the snooker. We're advertising <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> this has been an absolute pleasure. It's been so, so nice. Yeah, I've uh, enjoyed it. I mean, I'm sorry for bumbled on a bit. And no, no, uh, no. You've been you've been brilliant. You you really have been fantastic. This has been a delight, a, a real pleasure. And thank you. No, I've so enjoyed much. it. I could talk about it all day long, and I probably bore the arse off you all. No, no, long. no. No, I, I love this. So we'll def- we'll do it again with some more patron pals, and uh, that'll be an absolute pleasure. Yeah, go for it. I'm so grateful to you for all your support. I really am. Thank you. No, no, thank you for putting on a really good podcast, and thank you for inviting me on this tonight. So oh. most appreciated and honoured. Oh, bless you. Thanks, mate. I'll all speak right. to you again very soon. Yeah, take care then, Oliver. Thank you. You too. Keep making magic. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll keep watching the bill. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. All take right. Care, take Oliver. care. Have Cheers. Have a week. Thanks so much. I've got to work out. I'll switch this off now. <laughs> See you, mate. Cheers. <laughs>